Hey, pumpkins. Welcome to another week at camp. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Grab your sleeping bag and flashlight and gather around the fire for some wicked fun. As always, this week's thrills and chills are chock full of spoilers, so listeners, beware. Ooh. Now, for this week's tale of gore and more. Ooh. All right. And I'll Perfect. just take your lead from here on out. Excellent. <laughs> Sorry. No, okay. you're fine. Please, you're the professional here. We've been only doing this for like, we've been in the podcast game for what, like six months, Ash? Like, six months, know. yeah. Well, I think you might have more listeners than Pumpkin Spice. So. I doubt it. <laughs> I don't know, because I... So when 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 we first started talking, I started listening to you guys at work, and I was like, "Oh, this is very professional and and good." And I feel like I stalked you pretty heavily on on iTunes, and you definitely have more listeners than we do. But you know, like it's, whatever. I think the horror horror community is really great at like supporting other podcasts yeah. and blogs and stuff. So, and it's not even about that. I'm just glad that to meet other podcasters that like like to have fun when they're doing oh, it and have yeah. their own point. You know what I mean? Like, and unique shows. And uh, Brittany and I were talking about that. She says hello, by the way. But Yeah, uh, no, I, I definitely want to have her on sometime as well. But yeah, no, I, I hear you loud and clear because we've already had some experience with um, podcasts who, I mean, up front seem like they're really great. And then, yeah. you know, they end up screwing you over a little bit they're not not so great they make you do (laughs) a lot of the legwork yeah um and their numbers grow but yours don't i know that feeling yeah Yeah. and with that welcome to another episode of copulators (laughs) die first (laughs) oh my goodness hi ash hey nick do you want to you know introduce our new friend rob yeah so we have rob here from pumpkin spice podcast a fellow horror podcast how are you Good. Hey, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, I'm really excited. Yeah, I think yeah. we're going to really uh, open up some old wounds with this episode. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I realized what we were getting ourselves into until I watched this again. And I was like, oh, yeah. That's... Yeah, I probably haven't seen this since maybe elementary school. So it's been a good like 20-ish years since I've yeah. watched this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what I put under the category of like, I mean, I'm showing my age a bit, but like VHS films. Oh, no, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, obviously. Nick and I, Nick and I are like, Nick's in his 30s. I'm sure. turning 30 this year. So we are yeah. very familiar with the analog phase of film. Well, yes, we are. But, but, <laughs> but like, I have like very distinct memories of movies that like left an impression of me because of like where the tape also screwed up. Oh, because yeah. of rewatches. Oh, and gotcha. So like watching it again, like I rented it on Amazon. It was like, oh wait, the tape, like the vocals didn't slow down at this weird spot that I kept rewinding at when the kid turned into a mouse. Yeah. Or like when you had to do your own manual tracking. Yes. Oh. Yes. Exactly I that. that. I did you a lot of that. Like three seconds in. Sorry. Yeah. I did <laughs> no. a lot of that for ET. I did so. I did a lot of that. There was um, there was a like a documentary esque special for like the first big Spice Girls concert in London. I remember that. I think it was on okay. ABC. Yeah, I ruined. I ruined that VHS. <laughs> I mean, how else were you gonna learn that choreography? You don't know anything about me. It's fine. <laughs> Not even a little and, bit. <laughs> and I just have the biggest memories of like multiple sects of people 
practicing their own Spice Girls karaoke on the uh, recess playground. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right around that time that was happening and when their movie came out. Uh-huh. It's mm-hmm. one of my one of my faves. It's a titular classic. <laughs> I was a sporty fan myself. Me too. I don't know. I I was mainly a Ginger Spice fan, and then she left. And then I don't know. I feel like when they went on their first reunion tour, I was like, oh, I'm much more of a Scary Spice. But like, all right, well, whatever. We're not going to get to the Spice Girls. <laughs> all I'm saying is, like, how can you really choose? Right? You can't. You um, you, you could choose anyone except Victoria Be- Beckham. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. well yeah. <laughs> she doesn't really count. She, yeah, she was just kind of there for eye candy because even when she did sing, it was like, oh, we let Victoria sing. Oh, that's so sweet. Too posh. Yeah. Too posh for this band. She, she was something. I mean, you know, she well, figured out. She figured out her long-term solution for her life real quick. That's not to put down all the accom- all the accomplishments that she has achieved in her life, but um, here, here, hope, yeah, I hope that her and and Mr. Beckham are doing well. Um, I'm I'm sure they're doing just fine. <laughs> okay, I just um, felt like I had to say that because I was like, uh, no offense to Victoria Beckham, but all anyway. offense to Victoria Beckham. But anyway, before we get into the film this week. Rob, do you want to tell us, our listeners and us a little about you and your podcast? Sure, yeah. Um, like you said earlier, I was I co-host a podcast called Pumpkin Spice Podcast, which has gone through a few different iterations, but basically once a year during Pumpkin Spice Latte season, uh, my co-host Brittany and I, we review one series of horror films. We used to have another host who unfortunately got a little bit bigger into the film industry, so we had to step away. And in those, it was more like just rough-and-tumble chats about Freddy Krueger or Jason Voorhees and all of those series. But now with my co-host, Brittany, we really have a lot more uh, fun with it. We have segments and little games that we play with each other and how we relate these films back to our early days and how horror, like influenced us or didn't and i'm really excited because it's almost like a uh, a rebirth this uh autumn because we're going to be doing scream and that just takes me back to my youth yes Ooh, yeah, scream is one of my absolute favorite horror movies like franchises of all time yeah that's yeah. one of our favorites here um I mean, I don't know if you could tell by our logo, but we definitely yeah. love. Definitely <laughs> I thought it might love scream. Yeah, strike a chord with you both. I uh-huh. mean, it's on it's on our bodies forever. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we got matching tattoos because we're stupid like that, but it's fine. No, I'm not even upset about awesome. it. That is mm-hmm. very awesome. Yeah, I think if Brittany and I got matching tattoos, they'd have to be approved by both of our partners and well, probably right. like hidden on like the bottom of our foot. Um, I got, oh. I got oh. some tattoos uh, in my young age that now all tattoos go through an approval process. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, every now and again, I like talk to my wife about tattoos and she's like, like I want to know what the inside of your brain looks like. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it's kind of like um, killer clowns from outer space. Like, that's what it feels like in there at any given time. What fun. Yeah, that's a really accurate description, honestly. <laughs> At first, I was thinking Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, but uh, then it made even more sense with Killer Clowns. Because yeah. Killer Clowns. Mm-hmm. Even more frightening. So, Nick, do you want to introduce the film that we're doing this week with Rob? 
Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we're still at summer camp. So we're talking about movies that are set at camp, are campy or are campy and set at camp. And I would <laughs> say this movie is just really super campy. Um, and we are talking about 1990s The Witches starring Angelica Houston. I love her. Uh, yeah, she is certainly a icon of mine. Um, and this was like, this was just like, this was her having fun. Like, this probably wasn't work for her. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I feel like she was like, Jim Henson, line me up. I want to do like a weird German accent. <laughs> uh, yeah. I forgot um, about the accent, honestly. I did, too. And I was like, what is happening? I don't... But, I mean, it kind of, like, I guess harkens back to, like, the, the Hansel and Gretel-type witchery. Right. And I, I definitely appreciate how this movie is very much more, like, European, old world, like, fairy tales are fucked up and they're not just all happy hunky-dory. Right. Um, and there's, like, a little bit of happy hunky-dory, like, injected in there. But it's, if you really think about it, it's mostly just like, this is kind of gross. Um, For and, sure. Yeah, but I, I like that. That That's good. Um, especially I, for American audiences. <laughs> I agree with you a lot there, but there were a few things that really jumped out at me that made this kind of the point where I don't think we would we were able to have children's films like this again. Yeah. Now, I'm sure a few happened, but overall, this seems to be a cornerstone for like, you go back and rewatch and say, holy crap, I cannot believe I watched it as a kid and survived, you know, my sleepless nights. But the dress that Angelica Houston wears through most of the movie with the big purple cape uh-huh. that like drapes over her back, I watched this now and I was like, that is thousands upon thousands of dollars like on her body right now so it gave me this other look at her as if she was like this evil rich queen as well which harkened back to you know those old fairy tale days and um not only that the idea that they're all on holiday too so when you're talking about her just having fun it's like this is at like a pretty fancy hotel and i can't imagine that this all of the witches stuff was shot any more than like a weekend. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was totally like a witches resort. Like they're yeah. gonna have a spa day. And like Angelica Houston and her very fashion forward attire, um <laughs> like she's footing the bill for all of it. And then she was buying each one of those witches a candy store. Yeah, she's like, come up to my <laughs> room later, you know, I got my vials of potion. I, I just I have piles of money for you. Like, don't worry about it. And like, I guess when you're a witch, maybe you can just make money happen. But yeah, I, I'm I wondering about the economics of this. I don't know. But um, she is, she's maybe, the grand she's the grand high witch. So like she's special yeah. or whatever. Also, if she's like super duper old, it could just be like literal old money that she just keeps bankrolling. Very true. Yeah. But I wonder really do those well. she is. Do those tropes in movies where, like, the rich person who's helping out the rich, like, henchman, like, throwing the money around, that always <laughs> makes me so nervous. Like, yeah, no, like, everyone, we're all getting the same amount. Like, <laughs> nobody worry. We're getting paid equally. There is no glass ceiling among thieves. Yeah, and, and just let's not 
scramble because then it's going to start arguments and we all have one clear goal, even though we're all evil. Like, that's all I'm imagining being the guy in there. But let's just all work together. I would definitely be a mouse much sooner because oh that would God. be just busting out from a, behind that curtain being like, we got to organize this line, everyone. Yeah, no, that was, why, don't, why don't we just get this together, form a single file line? I'll write you all a check. Like, it's fine. And you um, would think if they all been alive for so long that they would, like, know that by now. But maybe, you know, their, their hate for children is just so strong that they can't think straight at all. Um, I did see some angry men in the back of that room, so they were probably just rushing up there trying to get what they feel is theirs. Which, if they're men, it's all of it. Yeah. <laughs> did you catch those screenshots, though, in the back, where it's obviously just, like, crew guys in moo-moos? Oh, oh yeah. totally. Oh, yeah. They, they were like, damn it, we need more We need more witchy-looking people. We could, uh, uh, you know, like... Uncle hey, Hank, did yeah, you show did. up this weekend? Gaffer Jeff, are you busy right now? Yeah. Because you we could throw this... on a moo-moo. We got a job for you. <laughs> oh, it was great, though. That is That scene, though, obviously we've jumped pretty far, like right to the middle of the movie, but like that is such... I don't know. I feel like the catchphrase would be nightmare fuel, but realistically, I don't know about you, but now and when I was a kid, I was so fascinated by watching all of those characters become the witches yeah. and like you know tear off their wigs and take off their shoes and it had all been like laid out for us ahead of time but just watching it i felt hypnotized it was just so cool for lack of a better word no it's it's super cool and it, yeah i mean like th that part is definitely for children especially the nightmare fuel um yeah. I mean, I will say this time around, I was I, I was left thinking to myself, like, oh, the little mouse animatronics are really cute. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's because um, I'm obsessed with my dog who kind of looks like a mouse a little bit. So that's fine. But um, and the other thing, it was just like even beyond that, it's like so they spent all this money on like all of these effects and like all the Jim Hansen stuff that he created like most of it was just for this like five to ten minutes of the movie yeah um and it's done so freaking well that it's like okay fine like the, the okay like cool um and I just love how like Angelica Houston is like in all of her like I'm no longer hidden I'm a witch and she's just grandstanding for like 10 oh, minutes. Oh, yeah. Like, she almost feels like, obviously, they had, had like length to her hands and her height a bit, but like, yeah. it really does feel like she was trapped inside. And like, all of her gestures get like 10 times bigger. And like, where sure she like exudes this confidence when she's in disguise, you know, like, mm -hmm. like a, I don't know, a mean spirited, like, wall that's around her the whole time it's like that doesn't leave but you can see the i don't know the manifestation of it yeah. in the gestures afterwards like like it morphs a little bit because yeah it's very like she's like an ice queen when she's like in her like human get up and also like it, obviously she's supposed to be this like posh woman and like don't touch me you don't deserve to breathe my air whatever but a part of that is probably like them all having their guard up and then she's like sure. okay i can let all the crazy out 
and she lets the crazy out and that's really interesting to watch but yeah that, like this movie is like it's really good but it's i want to know how it got bankrolled <laughs> for ni- 1990 um oh yeah because it's just it's so i have a theory different. but um well we're all about theories okay here. <laughs> um charlie and the chocolate factory right same that's- author I was thinking yes. about that. Yeah, it's very much yeah that. Mm-hmm. I think and they're I... totally set in the same universe because Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is never explicitly like put in a location, but their shooting locations look similar. Sure, um, and I feel like the sequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was just like way too bonkers and probably felt way more expensive because they like go to space and things in it. Um, so they were probably like, well, where can we capitalize on the next rolled doll property with the least amount of money having to be spent? And they're like, oh, this one has three locations. Right. Uh, and they're like, oh, we can film it all in the same hotel. We'll yep. just keep rotating like set designs a little bit. I mean, primarily they only really use like two actual sets. Yeah, and the, yeah. then the flashback stories from the beginning, which we should talk about. But... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not convinced that those flashbacks or the stories being told aren't like scenes from other movies, except for the painting parts. You know, yeah, I'm just so that's, like... That's totally possible. You know, it's just yeah. some like generic European coast town. There's, you know, Papa and all the things. and <laughs> Oh, Papa. Yeah. Braids and you know old time. Yeah. Um, I had to. I I looked back and I was very confused at how the grandmother knew all of these stories, and then it turns right. out she was the friend of the gal. But it was uh, confusing at first, mainly because I was really hung up on what was the deal with the opening credits. Do we, I like, don't know the really fast mountains? Yeah, because that. Okay, like they're they're somewhere in Europe. Maybe it's snowy at some point, but like that's maybe it's like the Austrian Alps, and that's maybe where like the story generates from, like old Austrian folk tales. That makes maybe. sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I do. I mean, I love it when a movie is subtle. So if it's just trying to plant a seed in my brain, I'm I'm that sounds fine. It yeah. was just confusing at how fast it was but and then but then watching this now and being a very big fan of hocus pocus i do have (laughs) to wonder if they took a cue from this movie with their opening credits in hocus pocus oh they Um, could have because it's very much like the whole maybe we're flying on brooms but we don't know because we're just moving really quickly over a landscape that's small below us um but that's for another time obviously I'd like to step back to this idea that was proposed of this being in the same universe as Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, So, obviously, there are witches, and Willy Wonka has some sort of magical power. I'm wondering if he is actually evil, or if somehow he is on the the right side of uh, whatever the battle is going to end up being in this universe. I guess they don't have to battle. Well, you know, I mean, at the end, it's like, oh, the new Grand High Witch is good. She's a good witch. That's true. <laughs> um, and we don't know about the the American witches because they, they, we, we didn't get that sequel. 
unfortunately. But they will be coming. Like they're they yeah. they'll be turned into mice. I I liked that good witch at the end. By the way, um, I forgot that whole part of the movie, mm-hmm. and so when she showed up at the end, I was legitimately like, oh man, I can't tell if she's happy or evil. Right. And then whenever she starts like turning him back into a human, I was like, oh okay. But it was like a legit like this person is doing their job as an actor in this you know fairly uh, short little bumper at the end of the movie. I loved it. Yeah, um, but the whole time I just kept thinking to myself how she's from Absolutely Fabulous. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Um, yes. And her because her character that is nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean but... they both are, but it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that's a good show. Um, but yeah. yeah, so I definitely agree that they're in the same universe, but. Could here's a thought: Could all the witches be bankrolling all the candy shops where the Wonka sweets are being sold? Whoa! You are onto something. That is extremely convenient that they were talking about candy shops, isn't it? Or I mean, Wonka it, candy shops are the only ones left that aren't tainted by the witches. That could be. Because there's that one guy who, well, I guess he ends up working for Wonka, doesn't he? Anyway. Who knows? Maybe that's a stretch. I don't know. We never. We'll, we'll I'd never like to know. see it workshopped. I'll tell you that. That would be good. That, I'd I see would, it in a black box theater. I would watch that. Yeah. Somebody, um, somebody, get on that. Who's listening? Because I'm. Subscribe to the Patreon, and <laughs> I'll write it. No. There you go. Um, uh, no. Did you? Okay, so did you all get by? Bible vibes from the witch that like presented the snake. Um, a oh, little bit. kind of, yeah. Now, bit, that, yeah. now that you bring it up, yes. I, I did too, but I didn't quite piece it together. It took a little bit more. Like, why do I think this? And then I was like, oh, because of parents. And <laughs> because <laughs> parenting. Because of young life. Um. But I think that goes into a little bit to like say that like I don't know, I think that I think that you could look at this movie in a really angry light of being like, well, why weren't there any uh as I kind of did when I started thinking about this, like, well, all of the evil people in this movie are women. And mm-hmm. I was like, how does that track in a world and you're like, okay, well, this was written, you know, 40 to 50 years ago by a dude who probably had a colonial mindset. Um, But then I saw a quote from Roald Dahl that was like, okay, uh, something along the lines of like, witches are women, but ghouls are men. And I was like, oh, so if he would have written a story about ghouls, then it would have been all men. And I'm not saying that excuses anything, but I was really confused at what exactly a ghoul was. I would think a ghoul is like a ghost. Is a ghoul a ghost or a zombie? Or maybe it's both. I wonder if there's like an actual folklore definition of it. A ghoul? I did all of this research and I didn't even look up what ghoul meant. Well, (laughs) that's, that's, that's why we have the Google. There we go. Ghoul, an evil spirit or phantom, especially one supposed to rob graves and feed on dead bodies. Oh, oh, so, so it's, it's like somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Huh. 
Kind of confusing, though. I don't think... I think Roald Dahl might have some backwards rationalization when questioned about his writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't see how all ghouls could be men. I mean, yeah. there's witches and warlocks. I don't know. Yeah, I think that would have been the easier answer. Right. <laughs> Not that he needs an easy answer, but I just... Uh, I think it goes to show you at the time frame of when things are written, sometimes uh, you're, you suffer from ho- horrible stereotypes. Mm, yeah. I may not be the most educated person on this subject, but it did uh, strike that part of my brain that made me want to look up something about it. Also, it was like 1990. Women weren't yeah. really seen as like being powerful. They were mostly like, second hand to the male character so in that respect it's kind of refreshing to see mostly a cast of women yeah i uh on that note i think they're probably like uh, a show i work on just did uh raiders of the lost ark and Hell yeah they were talking about like you know some of the things in this movie are very problematic now but given the time it was made and what they were trying to do uh homage to from the times of yesteryear they thought they were doing everything in respect to the art and i feel like at the same time in 1990 in a world of like very male driven cinema this could be looked at as like look at all of these awesome women acting their hearts out in this movie Uh, and being so extra about it like nothing is spared yes and yeah, I, I, I do. I, I like to live under the rule of if we're questioning if something is appropriate or not, we do have to take it within the context of like when it happened. So that's very fair. Absolutely. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I mean... Sorry to get very real there for a moment. Oh, please. <laughs> we, we had a couple... We had some really deep, dark episodes in... Um, in June, so you were talking yeah. about a lot of heavy things, but um, uh, yeah, no, was it's the just, grandma witch? See, that's my question because I forgot what happened at the end, and they were doing a lot of like straight up in her face camera work, and I was like, are they gonna show her eyes are purple? Yeah. And then they never did, and then the good witch shows up and turns Luke back into a boy, but. That's never really answered because her connection specifically to Angelica Houston is never really completely explained because we know she lost a finger to a witch or something. Um, We know her friend friend. is in the painting. But if we're going to assume that the witch they showed at the beginning of the movie is the one that put her friend in the painting... That wasn't Angelica Houston, or was it supposed to be a young Angelica Houston? We don't know. But either way, it wasn't Angelica Houston. So how did she come across her? How do they know each other? <laughs> I plain things there. Yeah, and where does she buy her cigars? Yeah. And, <laughs> no, but I did. I I I like to. You know, I wanted to create something in my head, and I have this feeling like there was no doubt in the grandmother's mind that they were going to go to the United States and, you know, thwart this plan um, with the money and addresses they found. Handwritten which addresses, too. Like, it seemed yeah. very casual. I feel like that needed to be locked up harder. 
But um, so she probably was into capturing or dethroning or getting rid of witches uh, where she originally grew up, then which led her to where they lived at now. But they never say that. And I just yeah. wanted them to give a little bit more info. And I, I loved the backstory at the beginning. And I loved the one thing that I noticed this time that I hadn't noticed before was that her and the grandson were making like very witch-like candles. And mm-hmm. that was fun, but also led me to believe more that maybe she had some witch background or was a good witch. But they just didn't. I don't know. Did you all have any extended theories about that as well? I mean, I certainly had an inkling of her like being a witch, but I'm going to... I am going to land on the theory that she is a good witch and she knew about this stuff the whole time, obviously. Um, She lost that finger in a battle with the evil witches and that's why she knows Angelica Houston because obviously she's a good witch. She's going to go after the head high witch. Um, And she was just being a good grandmother and preparing her son for what she knew was really out there. Um, And probably her daughter didn't know that she was a witch. And that's why she was like, oh, mom, stop telling my son stories. Let him go to bed. Yeah. Um, So I think that maybe she was a young witch, lost her powers when she lost her finger. Because there's like a point where she's like engaging eye contact with Angelica Houston across the room. And she's like, I swear I know her from something, but I just can't place it. Yeah. So it's like, maybe when she lost her finger, she got, like, witch amnesia. I don't know. Well, I do like that they point out that she recognizes Angelica Houston, but Angelica Houston doesn't recognize her. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, this woman is staring at me. This woman is very involved in my doings and goings. And that just go to show you that the grandmother does have knowledge of. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, I guess we're just gonna have to write another movie again. Yeah, I guess what I'm hearing this. is we need to write a sequel that's actually a prequel to this movie. Yeah, that basically is just the grandmother's life story, which also, I, I'm really th- into that. Thought on that before I lose this thought. Maybe because Angelica Houston has outwardly stayed the same age for I don't know how long, and the grandmother actually aged, so that's why she doesn't recognize her, because the last time she saw her, she was younger. Oh, you're probably right, yeah. Yes, because, yes, obviously, masks. Why would you get a mask to make you look different? You want to stay consistent. Right, for, like, millennia. Yes, oh, frightening. Okay. All right, you're right. Mm, wow. I would say probably like every 10,000 years update the mask. Yeah. Yeah. Just because they'll get old and crusty. Yeah, I right. don't know what they're made out of either. Like, it's. Ugh. Can you imagine like ancient masks? That would have been terrible. Oh, yeah. But like, how did she fit that? Like, did she like use her like magic witch powers to like squish her nose down? Because I don't. That was my one thing about the whole yeah how that how that worked and understand that part also, but... how did those gloves fit over those long ass fingers oh, that's man. true 
Yeah. Uh, but I did, I did, sub- I, I loved the subtlety. A lot of times, like, the Bruno Jenkins dad kept trying to, like, shake hands in the very, like, prim proper type way. Mm-hmm. And every witch just kept trying to, like, pull their hands away from him. Like, don't do this. Drunky. Yeah. I mean, he was also <laughs> just a He was a lich. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't. He didn't. Please, please, sir, you're making this socially uncomfortable. <laughs> making, he was making everybody uncomfortable, especially his wife, because he was hitting on all the women in front of her, and it wasn't appropriate. But... Yuck. Oh, yeah. But she screams, so, you know. <laughs> right. I would so. say that is so hard to get, like, a scream like that on camera, and she killed it. Multiple times. Yeah. Literally. And also, I liked the use of practical effects, especially when the little animatronic mice. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? Do you remember that movie, uh, like the mouse on the motorcycle? It was like oh, a was kids' that book. Stuart Little. No, it was like it was like in the '80s, but it was like the same Jim Henson esque practical effects, where like this little mouse dude. I had, think like, I a motorcycle. see the picture in my head. But... <laughs> Man, I'm gonna Google it. I do like. In, on on the page of practical effects, at the end when all of the witches are being destroyed and Mr. Bean uh, kills Angelica Houston with the axe, the green oh, yeah. smoke that goes back into her like great cape that she has, yes, it's just played in reverse, and I love it. Like it just looks perfect. Oh was, yeah, with the smoke that was yeah, it was super so cool. simple. Smoke in reverse, that's so frightening. Um, okay, so it was an ABC weekend special called The Mouse and the Motorcycle, and it was on from 1986. Wow. Yeah, and the mouse was named Ralph. Oh, Ralph. Yeah, he had a little it. motorcycle. It was super cool, but it was the same type of, like, animatronic mouse practical effects that they used for this, and, like, for parts of the original Ninja Turtles movie when Splinter is just a mouse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, you know, maybe recycling the same Jim Henson, uh, you know. Maybe. Pup- pu- puppetronics, but. I mean, I could maybe see a resemblance between, like, Shredder and Luke. But, like, if Luke was a little bit more world-weary and world-torn, you know. Yeah. yeah, I had to have a bite out of that ear or something. Oh, yeah, that too. I forgot he's about like, that part. He's like a grown-ass man as a mouse, but mm-hmm. like <laughs> Ralph is just a small eight-year-old without his glasses. Oh, my. Oh, Luke. Oh, that kid Luke. made me nervous. Yeah, he was He was very, very brave for being a mouse. <laughs> I mean, I'm... I'm basically like Bruce in real life, so like I get it. Like I just want to hang Bruce. out where the snacks are. <laughs> Poor Bruce. Oh. Invite me uh, on vacation, but just take me to the buffet. These have raisins in them. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> like, stop touching all the food. Like He was taking full-on bites out of them. And then putting them back, and he was like, oh, I hope they have the cucumber sandwiches, but they better not be with margarine. And I don't like when the margarine has to be butter. And I'm like, you've been hanging out in this room for too long. You need to go outside. How long have you been on a holiday that you know the full menu in full rotation? I mean, I that, was, that too. I, yeah. I don't know. When this kid came on and he's like, my name's Bruno Jenkins and I don't like cucumber sand. Or he said he likes cucumber sandwiches. And I was like, you're a fucking witch, dude. No <laughs> little kid witch. likes 
cucumber sandwiches. What's going on? Or maybe a goblin or some sort of mythical creature. It's totally uh, a banshee. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, that oh, would be. Oh man, this is the perfect setting for a banshee movie. Oh, totally. In the same hotel. Absolutely. Yes, with all those like big glass windows too. That's yeah. the next that's the next conference. That's and the they're, after. They're by the seashore. There's a there's um I, I there was wasn't there a lighthouse somewhere? I think sure. So. Yeah. It's I mean there would be in the fancy well. movie. Yeah. But um yeah, no, I just like he was the character that could have easily fit into like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because he's like the childhood lesson of like gluttony's oh, bad. Yeah. He's oh, Augustus yeah. Gloop. He's Augustus Gloop. Just without I, the chocolate river. Man, <laughs> when, when he gets sucked into that when a side note, when Augustus Gloop gets sucked into that tube and uh-huh. then Charlie's grandfather is like, you remember that time you asked me how a bullet works? I always go, that's not how a bullet works. A bullet no. doesn't push liquid until it can't push no more. Nope, that's definitely not. That That's how pressure works. That's how like pressurized yeah. mechanisms work, but that's not how a bullet works. I feel like that's more like how grandfathers work. They just make up things to tell you stuff to pass the time. Oh, probably. That sounds logical to me. I don't. I don't know how to entertain you. Do you want to learn how like a toilet flushes? Yeah. We, we gotta turn fix the upstairs. The we gotta tur- fix the upstairs toilet. Your grandma won't stop nagging me. So. I think it was a pretty. Speaking of grandmothers and Luke, the little kid. I think it's an elephant in the room. How frustrating it was. How much that kid said grandma. Uh, I. I don't really mind voices ever obviously we're all on podcasts we hate it when people criticize other people's voices but i felt like they took the same piece of tape and replayed him saying grandma they just looped it every time they needed grandma and that kid only had one way of saying it and it got stuck in my head on repeat like a song you wanted out uh when he would go, Grandma, Grandma, I'm sorry. I hope that's it's just something that stuck with me ever since the movie. See, I kind of thought it was kind of charming and cute. Really? I don't know. No, I just, I'm not. No, just I because. Mean, no, yeah, no, just because he was like he was. I mean, well, number one, this kid has not had the greatest luck with um, authority figures thus far because both of his okay, parents good died. Call. Good call. Um, and then she has diabetes and like. They bring the diabetes up, and then it's like not a thing anymore. It's like basically just a way to get them to the shore, because um, the doctor's like, "Yeah, uh, just take your pills, don't eat sugar, and I'm basically prescribing you a vacation." Wow, I want that doctor. Yeah, so like that's how they got there. Um, but I just thought it was really cute how much she like. They had a very, they had a very like safe relationship for him. And um, she loved him a lot is what I got out of it. But I can see that. I mean, you warmed me to the idea of the love between them. And mm-hmm. I understand that connection and I appreciate it. I guess to articulate my thought, I wish they would have gotten a few more takes of right. him saying grandmother yeah. or I really love you, granny. Just like but in a different way, because it's <laughs> just a little different inflection. Yeah, no, that I get. That I definitely get. <laughs> but remember, it's 1990, so they're like... They had one but... weekend to film this. And, and it was they were probably like... this kid's 
first job ever. Although he was also, after this movie, get this, he was in Hook. Yeah, he Shut was. up! Mm-hmm. He was one of them Lost Boys. Oh. I did like But he kept lot. shouting Grandma, so they <laughs> cut Grandma! It out. Grandma! <laughs> <laughs> like who's the who is this kid? Why is he even here? Get him out of here. <laughs> Hello? Grandma. Yeah, you know, if I was in the witches and then hook, I'd probably retire from acting too. Yeah, you're not gonna get much better than that. You're like, I've had a fantastic experience doing all the things I've done and I just don't I don't wanna screw it up. Education is paid for. If I yeah. choose to take the smart route, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> He was also in Parenthood, which I don't know what this movie is. What is this? Parenthood. Not the TV show. Not the TV show. It was a movie with Steve Martin. Oh. It looks like. The cover has him holding two kids. Yeah. Tied down from their ankles. A strange relative is raising children. Um, it just looks like a movie of like Steve Martin dealing with his family, which what okay. a crazy world. What it's the 1990s. Like, what are you gonna do? This is like a oh, Christmas morning movie. Yeah, this is like basically Home Alone, except Kevin stays with the family. That's what it looks like to me. Um, and his siblings only add more stress when they show up. Yeah. Anyway. Well, good for Luke. Yeah, good he for was, him. He was—he had a storied '90s career. Well, '89. He spanned two decades. Yep. '89 to '90. Oh, '89 was his first movie. So, Parenthood was his first movie. Then The Witches. Then Hook. Yeah, I mean, go out with a bang. That's it. You're done. It's fine. He did a trilogy of his own career. Yep. I also feel like um, throughout the '90s, Mr. Bean didn't age until like last week. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I recently rewatched uh Bean, the mm-hmm. American Mr. Bean movie that came out. Yeah. In like what was it, ninety seven or something? Yeah. Give or take. I had a lot of fun. Love Mr. Bean. Um and I loved what they did with like hyper stylized LA. Like I would have never noticed it as a kid when I watched it. But watching it again last year, like everyone had like lightning bolts on their ties and weird neon art in their offices, like stuff that really didn't exist except for in Los Angeles movies. Yeah. And just seeing how plain and proper Mr. Bean was in his, you know, jacket and sneakers and quiet and keeps to himself amongst like just all of this like fake LA Hollywood stuff really made it a fun rewatch. But like, that's the LA that I want to visit. That's, that's the LA I want to live in. Yeah. Uh, The the LA that exists in like empire records. Like that's the LA I want. That's definitely the LA that you want. Yeah. Where work is fun. Yeah. That would be great. And I get to hang out with bald Robin Tooney all day. (laughs) There's glued quarters on the floor. Don't fall for it. Every time. Yeah. Every time. There's a lot of. I feel like because like so so we've done the strangers. We've done the we've done craft, and then yeah. There's there's a lot of um. We have a lot of Empire Records connections with the movies that we've done so far, Ash. Yeah. Um. I think. 
I think so far of the movies we've covered, like The Craft and Scream are my top two episodes we've done. Yeah, but, you know, there's just, because there's What's-Her-Name from The Craft, and then obviously... Robin Tooney? Yeah, Robin Tooney, and then uh, I feel like maybe we should, like, do a non-horror episode for Empire Records at some point. I'm 100% down with that because mm-hmm. I fucking love Empire Records. I really that do. That would be fun. That would be fun. And you could, you know, you could, the horror side of it could be that that's not the way record stores get to work anymore, unfortunately. Definitely or that they don't not. exist. Ooh. No. I do love capitalism. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's the horror is capitalism. Yeah. And, like, you know, some dude robbing you of like a couple thousand dollars <laughs> uh, well man i have a question too real. if you don't mind mm-hmm. now i found out they are remaking this movie oh yes robert zemeckis yes I yeah that. and yes. isn't anne hathaway gonna play the grand high witch i think so oh uh, i think i did well, hear that and i was very excited i think it has Potential. I hope they do practical effects. Yes. Do you all have a thought on what you would do if you were to remake this movie? Like, is there something like we can all agree that we had fun watching it, it Mm -hmm. seems. But if you were to change something, what would you change? And I can go first if I'm putting you on the spot. Um. I'm I've never, to this over for a minute. Yeah, yeah, I've never really thought about it, probably because I haven't seen it in like 20 years. But sure. like to me, I think this is a masterpiece. <laughs> oh, how punny! Ding. Oh, it just reminds me of Dinner for Schmucks, where Steve Krell takes dead mice and makes masterpieces with them. Oh, if you have if you haven't seen it, it's hilarious. Paul Rudd's in it. It's a good time. I- I feel like I've tried to watch it before, but I might have stopped for some reason, and it wasn't because I didn't like it. I don't know. Um, I think the one thing that I would change uh, would be, yes, use the same, like, kooky practical effects, but I would embellish it a little bit more on the other witches, because they just all look like bald barmaids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I would... I would take... All of the tales of, like the the that the grandmother said about like the the girl and the paintings and everything like that, and I would stretch those tales over the course of the whole movie. So like, you're learning more about witches throughout, rather mm-hmm. than like the just the first ten minutes. You get like everything you need to know, um, just so that it feels like more of a discovery each time a witch does something weird. And that way it could also like leave a little mystery. So like maybe we're questioning like who's a witch and who isn't a witch through part of the movie. Right now it's like they go to a hotel, which would be the perfect opportunity for the kids to be like, oh, I don't I don't know. I can't trust anyone but my grandmother. Uh, But instead, they just throw all of the witches in one room. And it's like, okay, everyone in here is a witch. Now let's watch them be weird. Mm-hmm. If that mm-hmm. makes any sort of sense. Yes. Yeah, no, it was like a very convenient mishap that he ended up being there. And he was like, whoa, what am I supposed to do now? 
And um, I, I had never noticed it before, but I guess it was like the child helping the world services or some weird phony charity that yeah. they were. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I know what I don't want them to do with the new one, which is like make it less dark, which I'm oh, always, yeah. I'm scared that that might happen, but I'm confident in Anne Hathaway being able to be like extra. That's, that's definitely in her wheelhouse. Also fun fact, she's actually from a town very close to our hometown. Yes. Um, she's from Westfield, New Jersey. We're from Springfield, New Jersey, and they're about like 15 minutes apart. If oh, that, cool. yeah. Stone yeah. throw. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you drive into Westfield from Springfield, there's the um, the uh, cemetery where Whitney Houston is buried, which, you know. I did not know she was buried there. That yep, makes sense. she was. She was. Wow. Um, very fun, nice cemetery. Fun little facts about northern New Jersey. It's um, fucking weird. It is. It's, it's, yeah, no, I mean, like, honestly, I feel like if you grow up in, like, southern New Jersey or northern New Jersey, like, it's very much explains why you are into, like, all things, like, weird and creepy and dark and horror. Because um, it's just, like, it, it lends itself to that as soon as it gets dark out. It's, it's also extra weird, like, as you and I are both transplants, we've moved out of the area that we grew up in. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's weird talking about it with other people like it's normal <laughs> but like these yeah. are just like weird things that we've experienced like growing up there I'm like oh you didn't have that either where you grew up okay yeah like well, you didn't you didn't feel like there was people watching you from the woods all the time like that's all weird. the time oh okay well okay. i grew up in missouri uh, a lot of my family had farmland in the kansas city well we grew up in the kansas city area but we had farmland like into those like weird nowhere pockets of Missouri. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And a lot of the fear and sort of stuff that happened in that neck of the woods was more like isolation based in a very similar way where like it felt more like hauntings were the stuff that was going to happen or like something was, yeah, like ghosts in your old farmhouse, you know, or like rather than seeing woods, you would see like open land for like, miles just Mm -hmm. where like the corn had either been cut or not cut and so i think in that like sort of weird way any place is going to have its own tales but it's weird how like certain areas of the world uh manifest those tales in like much different ways oh yeah yeah no it's new jersey is very much like don't go in the woods um there's a lot of like random original structures all over the place really um yeah and nobody touches them which is like surprising because there's certain parts of where we grew up that like is becoming very like strip molly but there's like some buildings that they just won't touch and it's like why not like i don't understand Whoa. but you know that's where all the like oh there's a ghost in there and da da da, da. um and we're like pretty close to the eastern state penitentiary where we grew up and that was always a fun thing to go to in October. Um, I've actually never been. Yeah. Um, and then we both went to college in northeastern Pennsylvania, which is also very cut off from the rest of the world. It's very... <laughs> Northeast, Northeast PA is like its own very strange village. Yeah, it's well, very... Like, you traverse through this, like, woodland setting, and then you end up in, like, Scranton. And you're like, yeah. oh... <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, the land of Scranton. I well, see. The, the land of coal mining, which in itself is creepy because you're like underground and like I could die any second. And um, but Your... Scranton is also another area. Well, all around there where there's like no one's moved away for a very long time. There's generations of families that have lived in this area. There's a lot of original structures. They're not touched. There's like the story of like the house at the end of this block that you don't go in. You know, all that stuff. So, um, but- Northeast PA reminds me of like if you cut out, took a cookie cutter and cut out a chunk of like the weird mountainous, creepy hillbilly parts of West Virginia and you just Absolutely. put it right there. Yes, very much that. Uh huh. It reminds yeah. me of Wrong Turn. <laughs> and, it, and it's like, yeah, yeah, no, when I was, when I was going to college in Scranton, um, there was there was actually like literally there was a lot of um, confrontation between the locals and the college community because they felt like we were encroaching on their way of life because they were buying up a lot of land around the campus to expand, um, and like there was a lot of hate crimes towards wow. students because. They were buying up these very old, like Victorian, like original houses that people weren't even necessarily living in, but were owned by a family that had this land for a very long time. And it's like, well, now you're just going to take my house for me and da 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 da. Um, and it's a coal mining community. So it's like very much like we live here. This is where we live. We're always going to live here. Um, so that, yeah, that definitely also helped with me feeling comfortable with the creepy side of things yeah but yeah so anyway i don't know what uh, so i feel like the one thing i probably would change about this movie is i just want more of the witches um yep and like i don't necessarily want for them to spell out why they hate children because i think a part of why it's so creepy is that like witches just inherently hate children and they want them to disappear. Um, but like just more of the, like the meeting was like five minutes. Like if you're here for a convention or whatever, like let it be a convention. Like there should be more talk about like new advancement. Potions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, um, there, you know, there, there's a um, um, like lot of those like trifold like cardboard exactly like, cut out things that say like the results of this year's herb as opposed to next year's herb exactly. And like there look, should be look like, at the crop progression, maybe an uh-huh. alchemy lesson. Like there's there's an expense meeting. Like what is our bank account looking like? You know all these things. Yeah, um, more like. You know, uh, uh, more business PowerPoint, PowerPoint well, right. and prepositions. Yeah, like I think that like they set it up as being like this, almost like underground company slash business that they had developed to be outwardly able to uh, organize as a group. Um, and not that it wasn't successful, but it could have been, like, more successful, which have, would have made it more creepy. Like, yeah, we're just, like, up in this hall, and we lock the door, and now we're all witches. And um, we're going to talk about how we're going to kill the human race, and it's great. Um, but, yeah. Also, I can I turn everyone like, into mice. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like yeah. if they had done that now, like, if they had updated it, 
Um, it would have been like a lot of like back and forth emails, people texting <laughs> in the back. Barbara um, replied all. Can you can you even deal with that? She doesn't know how to freaking not hit the reply all button still. It's been tens of thousands of years. Yeah. Like it she was about her cucumber sandwich again. Oh my god. Yeah. She she meant to reply to hospitality and yet we all have the same message from Barb. And like like uh. there's like a have you seen my cat flyer that goes <laughs> out, you know. <laughs> have you seen my familiar? Yeah, have you seen my familiar? So yeah, I know that and like obviously nineteen ninety that wouldn't have happened because technology is not what it is now but um yeah because like either than that like i can't there's nothing to knock about especially angelica houston's performance like i could i could uh watch her as this character for hours i wish Uh, that as opulent as she was i wish she had one of those giant block cell phones but like interrupted (laughs) the entire meeting was like hold on i really need to take this that would have been funny. Do you all want your money or not? I have to yeah. take this. <laughs> Shut up. I'm doing I'm doing my work. I'm doing my business as your high high. I don't, brand. don't just cast a spell and make the money appear. Yeah. You gotta work for it. I gotta close yeah. this deal. She's a high powered <laughs> businesswoman. I'm setting up a blockbuster franchise. Like <laughs> Oh, R.I.P. Blockbuster. R.I.P. There's one left. Yeah, there is. Um uh. Yeah, no, miss, but I miss the blockbuster wall. I miss the uh, dedicated like aisles that no one has changed the tapes on in months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, yeah. not at all. And you're nope. like you you walk in and you're like accosted by like five different movies playing at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, how are you? What are yeah. you looking for? I have no idea. Yeah, I have like, no fucking idea. A Give broken me... Sega Genesis like yes. display screen. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, I really want a VHS copy of the Ewoks cartoon again. Thank you. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. And then there was like What's those behind that curtain. Oh, no, that's not a blockbuster. That was not a blockbuster. No. We had we had one of those we had one of those places near us, but um. Yeah, that West Coast Video. Yeah, West Coast Video, which then became a tanning salon. R.I.P. Yeah. The uh the place in our neck of the woods that had the behind the curtain was aptly called Family Video. Oh. oh. We have those here. Okay, great. Yeah. That was the only place apparently that had a curtain and maybe they were they knew it. That's why they called themselves Family Video. I think it really now. is for everyone in the Yeah. Family. But you can't you can't deny that it is for everyone for everyone's tastes, you know. Yes. Uh I think now the curtain at our local family video has been replaced by like a video game area yeah. where you can spend an exorbitant amount of money to rent a video game. Love That's it. Annoying. I love that the family video still exists. Mm-hmm. Oh. I remember when you had to like rent a VHS player if you didn't have one and you could do that. <laughs> yeah, you could do that at a family video. Like if you don't have the console you want to play this game on, you can rent the console. Yeah. The only I time I that. ever successfully rented a console, well, and it wasn't successful, but a friend of mine and I rented a Sega CD. Oh, shit. It did not, either it didn't work, the games were not as good as we thought they were going to be, or it worked and we just couldn't tell what was going on. 
but we could never have, we didn't have any fun with it. And we were so frustrated. It was like, you know, the Friday you both got your like $5 allowance or whatever. And so we'd been saving cause you had to put like a $30 down, like in case you bust it. Yeah. Thing, yeah. And it just already didn't work. A very angry weekend. I remember that. Oh, that's the worst. Sega Saturn was, like, really proprietary software that they bought off of, like, Sony. Because mm. Sony wow. was going to... I remember so- the Saturn. I love yeah. Saturn. Yeah, that was I just good. never played the CD, you know? Oh, yeah. Sega Saturn, like... Sega Saturn failed where the PlayStation excelled. And I feel like it's it was all yeah. marketing. See, Had but- to have been. Yeah, I remember. I remember renting a lot of Dreamcast games. I oh, loved yeah. my Dreamcast. I um, had so much fun with that one. Yeah, I still regret selling mine every now and again. Same, same. Um, but like, Power Stone was like the yep. best fighting game ever. And if I would have kept Power Stone, that game sells for like so much money on eBay right now. Of course I, it does. I like, couldn't you know. couldn't ever believe it. I still think I I did this math the other day. I think at least once every five years since the Dreamcast came out, I bought myself a used Dreamcast and then got rid of it within the five years. Oh, man. Robert, you do? Uh, Well, I recently moved, and and one of the agreements to our moving is that I got rid of a lot of my old consoles. So... But in in return, I have the now miniature versions they put out over the last couple of years. I know right. those are super cool. Well, and I wish space they efficient. Do. <laughs> Definitely space efficient. Yeah, I don't know. I was really debating getting the Super Nintendo one, but it's excellent. So I didn't get it. But what I did get was the Super Boy. Oh FPS. yeah, that thing's awesome. Um, I mean, it's really clunky, but I can play whatever I want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but. I'm just waiting for them to come out with the mini Nintendo 64. Oh, um, yeah. And then I have a feeling they're going to do that on Switch. Ugh. I f- yeah, I feel like they're going to release all those games digitally because the f- file sizes are just too large to put into a console like that. Well, you know, whatever the big- they're going to do, I want yeah. it to happen. The big thing about the Dreamcast, though, too, was just that like no emulators work as no. a Dreamcast emulator so you have to have the machine and then you have to have the discs and it's about like the loudest (laughs) machine you've ever played oh yeah it was really loud yeah i remember Uh, that part you know what it it must be witchcraft we've gotten off of our subject oh right right what do we uh you know um yeah, I mean, but, that, that's how we operate here. Yeah, we, I, know. I was just... It, we go on a lot games, of They put a spell on us. They do. I'm probably going to play something once we're done here. Um, Same. Oh, I'm can so- I tell you all my new idea? Yes. I, I think you'd really dig it, and I would love for you to be a part of it. Um, I'm thinking of starting to Twitch stream, okay? Uh-huh. But I don't want to do video. I just want to have, like, a Saturday morning radio show where Absolutely. I just play friends podcasts or friends bands. And then like every 15 minutes or something be like, Hey, this is Rob. We just heard copulators die first. And then just, that's how I get all my gaming out of the way is also promoting friends podcasts. You I mean, that multitask. is, a, that is a noble cause. And I'm definitely all for it. Always. Well, then I'm Anything. adding you all to the playlist. <laughs> yeah. 
What games are you playing at the moment? Um, I'm, I started replaying Breath of the Wild. Ooh, but, okay. It's so but it's it's uh, one that I pick up and put down every now and again. What I've really... like, So I have a PlayStation 4 and I have a Switch. Uh-huh. And, and I plan on streaming from the PS4 to begin with. And uh, I want to start playing Rainbow Moon. I don't know if you've ever played that, but it's a lot like a... Um, a uh, Secret of Mana type game. Yeah, okay. I've definitely and, uh, heard of it, but I've definitely never played it. But I think it would be a good one to do the radio show over because like any sort of indie old game like that, you don't have to have the sound. Yeah. So I was trying to find a good game that was good without sound. But I'm also playing Days Gone, which is oh, yeah. crazy fun. Um, Ashley can attest to the fact that I just recently finished Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, no. How is that? Uh, I I have so many mixed feelings about it because it's definitely <laughs> it's one of my favorite franchises ever. But you know, obviously, it took a very long time for the third one to come out, sure. and the quality of the game shows in terms of like how long they took. Like it is flawless. Like the gameplay is great. Like everything looks fantastic. But then the ending was just all over the place and even beyond that like the storyline of kingdom hearts is just so ridiculous and convoluted it's people <laughs> living inside of other people's hearts and it's dark and light and we um, we, we talked about it in this week's we episode did. But, like, i probably I didn't, shouldn't waste any more of our time because okay i didn't play i didn't play any of the expansion games like for yeah. other consoles i only played the standalone titles like the original one and two and you basically have to play the like accessory titles to understand what's going on and i'm using the term understand very loosely yeah no yeah. because like, I tried to watch one of those videos because I wanted to play three, but I hadn't played any of the others. Uh -huh. And I got so confused that I was like, I think I'm going to wait and see what people think about the game first. Well, you know, that, that, that's, yeah, that makes sense. Just yeah. treat yourself and buy, I think it's like one and 2.5. It's like a two disc set. You're okay. going to have so much fun. You could probably get them on like, get them at GameStop or something for like 20 or 30 bucks. And it's worth it. One okay. and two are the best titles I've ever played. And I've, dive pretty deep in into the god of war titles i oh i love god of war yeah. love god of war but i feel like the kingdom hearts titles are just so wholesome they that are. like it's you, like you feel like you're going to disney but you don't have to pay to go to disney and then I it's like, like that. it's like kind of final fantasy but it's not turn-based so you just get to like you know whack all these enemies all the time with your you sword that's blade. also a key yeah and, there's um, a lot and, of there's a lot of cool Easter eggs, and your and your sidekicks are Donald and Goofy, like. And you can you can pick it up and put it down at your leisure. It's yeah. not it's not like something that's going to give you like a time constraint of, I need to play this for six hours or I feel like I'm unaccomplished. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I'm a very like, forty five minutes to an hour gamer at a time. I used uh, to be a hardcore gamer, but about forty five minutes to same. an hour is all I can do now. Yeah, and it wouldn't. Yeah. Years ago, but not too many years ago, gaming game was life. If oh, you, yeah. you know. Nick and oh, I wasted I many think... summer afternoon in his basement video yeah. gaming because yeah. it was too hot to be Resident outside. Evil. Our, yeah. our, our, our title of choice was Resident Evil. Um, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, but I mean, if we're talking about like favorite games of all time, like I could 
definitely play Ocarina of Time over and over again, which is really why I'm waiting for this Nintendo 64, whatever they're going to do with it. Um, yeah, I, uh, well, they're saying there's some theories. Well, I guess you said Ocarina. I was thinking Majora's Mask. They're saying the second Oh yeah, uh, Zelda is supposed to be a Majora's Mask-esque kind of vibe. Yeah, it's supposed to be like darker. Yeah. I, I mean the the trailer looks really cool, um, but I like I don't mind that. Like I wish it would get darker, but like no, for I, sure. I I um I remember playing Majora's Mask, but I remember it being really like what I didn't understand what was going on at yeah. all. Um, so maybe if they could tie it more into the story of Breath of the Wild, that would be great. Um, but. That's another storyline that's all kinds of convoluted um, storyline of Zelda. Speaking of back back on the Dreamcast front, uh-huh. uh, did you all ever play Shenmue? No, um, I've heard of it, though. I, I think I did. I played the first one on Dreamcast and beat it, and it was one of those, you know what it's like. You play so many games, but so few do you actually not. That's not true. When you actually finish a game, it is so much more meaningful than the ones you just casually play all the time. Mm-hmm. And this yes. is a storyline game that like, when you finished it, you were like, well, I don't need to go back and replay it. But I'm really glad that I got that story in as like weird and boring as parts of this game are. Yeah. But something about Shenmue is one of those first games where like, I for, I'm blanking on what it's called now, but like you'll be walking on the street and it'll immediately say "press A" and you'll like dodge a soccer ball flying at your face or something. Oh yeah. Um, but you could also like go and talk to anyone in the town, and you were really just trying to figure out who killed your dad, and like the mystery that unravels by doing all of that. And they recently released one and two on PS4 in a semi-remastered version, and I've been trying to dive back into the, that again. But I kept remembering, like, oh, yeah, sometimes there were really bad mechanics in old games that I loved. Oh. And that is such a heartbreaker when yeah. you try and go back into them. We could um, have a whole podcast just on games that we loved as, like, children that don't hold up now. Yeah. That would, that would, that's a great idea. <laughs> should we, should we start another podcast? You know, I, I ain't got nothing but time, sweetie. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got nothing but time, sweetie. Um, Wait, should we rate witches? Yes. Oh, yeah, we never really talked about witches. We should rate witches. And not not to rush you, I just, uh, yeah, I just have like 15, so if that's cool. Oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, All right, so witches, um, on a scale of one to five jack-o'-lanterns, what was your rating, Rob? My rating? Hmm, okay, now... Um, gonna gonna back this up with some notes, okay? Uh huh. Okay. The witches. Was I entertained as a child? Absolutely. Yeah. Did I watch that movie over and over again whenever I had the chance? Absolutely. Did I own the movie? No. Mm. So it also was very not that like I could really go out and buy anything as a kid when this came out, but it wasn't like an at-home staple like a home alone or something like that. So I think that raises it in the rankings, even though some of the things in the movie bring it down for me, like 
it's a little slow. I got a little annoyed with the repetitive grandmas. I, you know, like some of the acting wasn't as good as it could have been. You could see some crew members in a few shots. So that all like takes away kind of. Mm -hmm. But the fact that this was not a Home Alone type movie that I remember like beat by beat and watched again yesterday and enjoyed immensely. It's got to put it really high up there. So I'm going to say three and a half jack-o'-lanterns. Okay. That's pretty good. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ash, what about you? I am going to concur with Rob and say three and a half. Um, I feel like on the note of the repetitive grandmas, as an adult, this could be a very successful drinking game. Oh, <laughs> definitely could be. Um, I feel like the practical effects still hold up and like as someone who is a sucker for practical effects and like animatronics, this is just like everything that I want to see. And I really hope that when they do do the remake, they take kind of a lesson in that, in the way that they're doing the dark crystal TV series. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, they're kind of almost the same type of like Skeksis, like, creature that is angelica houston but almost 30 years later has this held up absolutely it's just a good fun watch i would agree i mean so um i don't want to fall into peer pressure and say (laughs) 3.5 because i think originally my gut was saying four so i'm just still gonna say four Um, that's fair danger ground yeah i'm setting my ground um And, like, mainly because it's, like, I get a very wholesome feeling from this movie, but I also really love how dark it is at the same time. Um, And I'm glad that in 1990 they, like, stuck to the darkness of the original book. Um, And then, of course, there's Angelica Houston, who, um, in, in, in our household, Arthur and I certainly hold high as one of our female icons of cinema, um so there's that but it's also just like really good i really like all the practical effects um as i was saying before we started recording as an adult the one thing that this kept reminding me was like how easy it is to miss that there's like a rodent in your house because (laughs) they just like scurry along the walls and uh and you don't notice them um so that was a sobering takeaway of this rewatch but um uh, I really like it a lot. It warmed my heart. Uh, so for jack-o'-lanterns. So that's what, out of 15, we can't do math here. So I got to pull out my phone. Plus four. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. I'm not. Okay. So it's like, we're pretty on par with IMDB. So we're giving it a 73 basically a 7.3 they give it a 6.8 um so we're a little more favorable yeah i mean it has a 100 percent on rotten tomatoes which i am always really? surprised. i'm always surprised by the movies that have a hundred percent because it never it never makes sense well, we're like, also like you can fix something every yeah, movie there's... can like have a scene edited down a minute right like there's you know 
it, it can be as good as it is by the time it gets to the masses eyeballs but like yeah no i i i, I don't always trust rotten tomatoes because <laughs> i don't understand yeah. how some movies get like 50 percent, and then not that this movie is not great but i don't know if it's a hundred percent movie like for rotten tomatoes <laughs> no we've already I'm... talked about what we would change right I would I would at least give it a generous like seventy five. Yeah, like the oh, audience. Yeah. So it's... so the the audience score is seventy percent. So oh, that see? Make, that makes me feel better. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, um, just to piggyback on something you said, Nick. Um, I do. I find it delightful when something can be just a little fucked up, but also family friendly. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm struggling for another concrete example, but just that idea of like. Yeah, gather around. We're going to do something as a family and then kind of being like, oh, shit, to part of it. I mean, I think something that this reminds me of, just like the feeling, like the overall core uh, idea or feelings that that was the intent for audiences to get from it is like um, The Goonies, where there's definitely some like dark stuff in it. Um, There's some hardship, but like it's, you know, this ragtag team of kids coming together and, like, figuring out a life lesson. And, like, in this case, it's <laughs> Luke and his grandma. It's not yeah. a bunch of kids. But, you know, like, that, that there's a lot of these, like, movies from the late 80s and 90s where um, it warms your heart in a way that if you think about it too long, you're like, why do <laughs> I like this? Um absolutely yeah um so that is another installment of summer camp pumpkins well Uh, rob will you like to plug your information so our listeners can find you sure um myself and as i said earlier my co-host Brittany high we have a production group called pink jeans productions and so if you go to pinkjeansproductions.com it'll take you to our site it has our podcast pumpkin spice podcast which we do once or twice a year and uh, our other show the tv show show where we just kind of look back at old 90s sitcoms and previous and analyze them to a point that uh makes it a little questionable but uh other than that uh we i like making podcasts i produce a couple shows for maximum fun i produced a show called randy for stitcher and I just really like horror, and I like talking to other fans of horror. So I appreciate you both having me on. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. We're really glad that we were able to finally figure this out. And um, hopefully we can have Brittany on soon. Um, I know she's gonna, she's, she's, she wants to okay. very soon. So All right. we'll, get that, we'll get that worked. Super duper. Um, okay, Ashley, any parting words for the campers this week? Uh, stay hydrated, put on your sunscreens, and keep on keeping on, pumpkins. Yeah, bye. Bye. Bye.